Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Licensed Mental Health Counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us for another awesome episode today. I want you to think about the best conversationals list that you know. What do you love about talking to them? Do you have any memories of rich, long conversations that you loved and you just wanted them to never stop? We are talking about conversations today, the art of conversation to be exact. And we know that great conversations are the rocket fuel of great relationships. Without it, your love will sputter and never take off at full speed. So we are going to talk about why conversation is so important, what it does for your marriage, and how to make it better. So why is conversation so important in a relationship? I think some of you might be thinking, um, Duh, Regina, uh, we already know this. This is not news to us. But (laughs) let's get into some of the nitty gritty and the details of why this is so important. Conversation helps you stay in love with someone. It helps you be aware of what you need to know about a person. In order to be in a relationship with them, you need to know them. You need to know the intricate details of their life. What are their likes and dislikes? What was their childhood like? you know, who is their arch enemy at work, all of the things that sort of make up the fabric of their life. Conversation helps you lay a good foundation of getting to know someone. And we care about these little things. We live in these moments and for those little thing moments that sort of happen that seem mundane in the day-to-day life. You know, when you're out for ice cream or what their favorite flavor is, it's not a big deal, but all of these build up into more of what you know about a person. Another thing that conversation, good conversation does is help with a sense of sharing fondness and admiration for someone. So what do you admire about the other person, whether it's their sense of humor, their intellect, um, their helpfulness, their um, caring for others, whatever it might be, their respect of you as a person. So conversation helps you be able to express that admiration you have for someone, that fondness turning towards as well. When you need support, when you're having a hard time, when you want help from your beloved and you're just having a bad day, you indicate in some kind of way, you have a signal or a way of indicating that you want that attention. You want a little extra love and support. And those are what we call a bid, a bid for connection. And our beloveds, our beloveds can either turn towards or turn away from those bids. And so all of these add up into helping to strengthen your friendship. They fuel that authentic connection. It's not just a touching base and checking in. It's strengthening the bond between the two of you. You know, personalities are kind of like tectonic plates. If you aren't mapping them out, if you aren't mapping one another out and your lives out, you'll find that over time you change as a person. Each of you changes. And then you might realize as time and life shifts, you might look up and have no clue that who someone is, or you don't feel any strong emotions towards them anymore. There's been a shift, a slow shift over time, very subtle. 
And maybe there's waves and bumps along the way, but very discreet. And before you know it, there's been a big shift. Here's another way that conversation can be really important. Think about inside jokes, Um, humor that's only possible, that only when you have an intimate knowledge of someone, when you've spent enough time that you have these shared stories, shared experiences, um, whether it's watching a show or that joke on, you know, that weird thing that happened on that hike you guys did together one year, you know, for Father's Day or for a birthday, whatever it might be. There's intimate knowledge and shared stories and the way that one word can just bring back a whole season or a whole memory in life and you just burst out laughing or you just have this sense of joy that wells up within you. And so all of these things are sparked through conversation. We can't ignite those memories or have those little touchstones of connection in our relationships without conversation. So why do couples fall out of love? One of the reasons is is that conversation is not always a priority. There's this really interesting study that I came across that came out of UCLA. And they sort of did anthropology type of research. Um, They were doing observing, tape recording, interviewing couples. They followed some couples around. And these were couples who were young couples. They were uh, dual career couples, both the husband and wife um, worked and they had young children at this time. So it's a very narrow set of couples that we're talking about here. And um, it was also a small sample size, so I'll give you that, but it's still, I still find it very interesting. And so they discovered that most of these young couples spent very little time together during a typical week. They sort of became job-centered, child-centered. The male had a tendency to become more job-centered and the wife, the female became more Uh, child-centered. They would talk mostly about their huge to-do lists, what they needed to accomplish throughout the week. They seemed to make everything else a priority other than the relationship, and they started to drift apart and lead parallel lives. And they were unintentional about turning towards one another. Remember those bids I mentioned a second ago? And so one researcher of this project noted that these couples only spent about 35 minutes together every week in a conversation. I'll say that again. They found that these, this small group of couples that they researched only spent about 35 minutes a week in conversation. And that most of that conversation was about errands or tasks that they had to get done. And so if you find yourself in a situation or you know a couple, we all know couples in our own lives where something happens and all of a sudden they've fallen out of love. These could be some really big red flags to being on that trajectory, heading that way. And so if your relationship is one where the majority of your conversation is about errands and the to-do list, as opposed to reinforcing that relationship and getting to know one another as a person and supporting one another in those times when you need support and emotional support, then that can be one huge key uh, reason why some couples do fall out of love. Another aspect of this is that 
there's not a updating of information. So we talked about that, the tectonic plates and things shift shift over time. So there might be a situation where a couple knows each other really well in the beginning of their relationship. They like know everything about each other, but as the years go by, they get really busy with work, with children, with taking care of the community. There may be extended family members, all these other financial restraints, all these things come up. And so over time, they're not updating. What are those new interests that my beloved has? What are they into now? You know, five, 10, 20, 30 years into the relationship. How have they changed and grown as a person from the time when we first met? And so it really leads to not feeling connected when we aren't updating that information about each other through our conversation. And so what's really going on in these situations is that there's a decrease, not only in bids, but there's a decrease in response to those bids. When somebody has a bid for connection, they want, they're, they're seeking support. They send all the signals for their beloved to come and, you know, they're had, they had a hard day and they just really want to talk and invent a little bit. And what will happen in sometimes in those situations is that there will be a decrease turning towards So less frequent responses to those bids for connection, which then leads to decreased bids. So someone is not attempting to reach out as much because they're kind of feeling rejected in those moments. And then that eventually snowballs into decreased fondness and admiration. And what you can eventually get into as a couple is what we call negative sentiment override, where you are only seeing the negative of what's happening in your relationship. It's like we're taking rose colored glasses and we're putting gray colored glasses on your relationship and everything just looks like a mess. And it's really hard to see what's going well, what's happening positively between you. So what does a marriage look like or a relationship look like What does it feel like when you have a good conversation? You're more in tune and attuned with one another, with your beloved and even your kids. You know what's going on with them, what's happening in their life. They know you and they know how you're doing as well. Talking about difficult topics is easier. Maybe deep, intimate conversation is already a part of your life. There's less risk of someone withholding something really big, really big information. For some couples, there are some people who don't value um, emotions in a conversation. They might feel like it's sort of a waste of time or not very productive. And so there might be somebody in the couple who doesn't really want to talk about those things. Um, But, you know, that's okay. We're not all wired to process that way and process ideas in that way. But are we at least willing to do that for the sake of our beloved who does value that? And even if we don't see it as valuable, it's still incredibly valuable to your relationship because it helps you connect on a deeper emotional level. It helps you strengthen that emotional intimacy, which is crucial. It's sort of a foundation for everything else that flows out of your relationship. So if at least you're willing to do it and give it a try, even though it might not come naturally for you, even though you might not enjoy it, it's a completely 100% worth it marriages that have good conversations share their highs and lows with each other and you can see God working in and through your spouse you can recognize it and so there's just so many beautiful things that happen when we use our conversations well with one another now for the Q&A portion today for our podcast I'm going to get into how do you make it better 
that is a question that I get pretty frequently, you can imagine, but okay, Regina, you're giving us all this information, but what do I do about it? How do I make it better? So we're going to talk about how do you do that right now? First, I think it's really important to schedule a time. You've got to pick a time that you are going to be connecting and speaking together that's not just about those to-dos, it's not just about everyday life, but connecting as individuals and sharing of your lives together and establishing some type of family time. One way to start out, if this is something that's not something you guys regularly do, if you don't already have a date night planned, a weekly date night, look at your calendars. So look at your shared calendars and see what overlaps Look at those times when you're already naturally together without having to do anything crazy. You know, you don't have to hire a babysitter. You don't have to do that. While that would all be great and good things. But if this seems really daunting and intimidating to you, a great place to start would be just looking at those times when you're already together and seeing where in those times you're together, where your schedules overlap, what of those times can we select as our time for the week that we are going to set aside all of our responsibilities and check in with each other about maybe something that's stressing us, maybe something that excited us that day or that week, something we're looking forward to, um, a new interest we have, a new dream we might have about the future and retirement, anything like that, fun conversation together. You can use one of my favorite apps, the uh, Gottman Card Decks app, as in a deck of cards. It's um, an app that kind of has a bunch of questions in it to help as conversation starters and really deepen your connection with each other through the art of conversation. So I love that app so much. It's so helpful. Um, So you can use that to spark the conversation if you're kind of wondering, well, what do we talk about? It's a great way to do that. So schedule that time. Use it and guard it zealously. Do not let anything else come into that time. It is blocked off on the calendar. It is a major commitment as if, you know, the Pope or the president were coming to your house that even nobody's messing with it unless, you know, for some reason you find yourself ill in the hospital. (laughs) It is not getting moved. Um, And really stick to that commitment. Another thing you can do is eat meals together. That's a tough one. A lot of people are busy. It's hard to make that time, but if you can get several meals a week in together as a couple, as a family, that really increases the odds that you're going to feel a lot more connected and obviously converse more. If you're sitting at the same table, there's going to be more conversation that happens just sort of naturally. And then I'd like you to practice the acronym ATTUNE. ATTUNE is an acronym from the Gottman Institute, and it stands for Awareness, Awareness of your beloved's emotions. Tolerance, turning towards the emotion. Remember what we talked about bids before. So are you able to turn towards and respond to their needs in that moment? Tolerance, tolerance of two different viewpoints. It's okay that you are two different individuals with two different sets of opinions and can see two different sides to a story or an angle on a situation. You, both of those views can very be very much be valid. And can you hold space for both of those different viewpoints in the midst of a conversation? It's really a tough thing to do, but it's a very important skill. Um, the U in the ATTUNE acronym, trying to understand, understand your partner, even if you disagree with them. 
because at the end of the day, this is the person who you have been called to be with, who you've chosen to build a life with. And if there's not at least a willingness or desire to want to try to understand, then it's going to be really tough to complete all of these other things or have some good conversations. So trying to understand non-judgmentally listen, non-defensive responses to your beloved, right? So we don't want to be um, telling them about something they did wrong, um, coming in with all of these answers. I know this is something, unfortunately, I am not the best at from time to time. Um, even as therapists, we have our weak moments as well. But um, sometimes I think I have a tendency to assume that I know a lot as a therapist. And I like to kind of skip a few steps in conversation sometimes and just jump to the end because I feel like I've already read enough um, into the situation. And that's not always true. And that really doesn't give my beloved a chance to um, get into that artistic dialogue of conversation, all of those nuances that are so important for um, fostering the relationship and deepening it. And then lastly, the E in a tune is empathy, responding with empathy. And so how can we, even if we disagree, even if we um, are not a huge fan of what they just said, can we at least empathize with their situation? Like, yeah, I can, I can see how from your perspective, you would feel that way because of XYZ. I can see how from your perspective, that would be really frustrating for me coming home late because, you know, you had to keep dinner warm and that was really a challenge. The kids were getting pretty antsy and I could see how from your perspective that would be really frustrating. It doesn't mean you don't have a good reason for being late. It doesn't mean you completely agree with them and they've won the argument and they're right. But can we respond with empathy? And if you can do those things, if you can practice that attuned acronym of awareness of your beloved emotions, turning towards the emotion, tolerance of two different viewpoints, trying to understand your beloved, non-defensive responses, and responding with empathy, if you can master that, that is a huge step forward in making things better. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just remember the acronym ATTUNE, and that will take you a long, long way. And then lastly, I will give you a brief mental health tip before we wrap up things today. For your mental health tip, For your mental health tip today, if you want your mental health to improve, you need to invest in it the same way you do your physical health. You get out of it. Ultimately, you get out of it what you put into it. And you are putting in some time right now by listening to this podcast. Thank you very much, by the way. Props to you. High five. Give yourself a pat on the back. But oftentimes, we want there to be an easy thing to do to make major improvements in our life. Wouldn't that be so nice? And unfortunately, it is not always realistic. I wish it was, but it's not always the case. A lot of times things that are worthy of having, worthy of attaining, worthy of pursuit, they take time, they take energy and effort. And so what I hope that you'll remember is that at the end of the day, mental health is just health. So persevere invest the time, finish that race, keep the faith and dedicate, set that side of time for your mental health as well. And before you know it, you're going to notice a lot of improvements as well. 
So I hope that you guys get out there today. Make sure you do something different. Take one thing from this episode that you're going to do today with your beloved to improve some conversation. Start getting more artistic with your dialogue with one another and let me know how it goes. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. Share it with anyone who you think would benefit from this information or just anyone that you'd be excited to share it with. We'd love to have them as part of our community here. Okay, and what are you waiting for? I guess we are done. Go out there, have some conversations. Um, We are gonna wrap this up. Go out there, chit-chat it up with your beloveds, and I'll see you next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review. So if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud.